Hi folks, I'm Nicole Gilbert and you've joined the Stop Scrolling and Start Sewing podcast. Are you new to sewing and want to start quilting but have no idea where to begin? Each Wednesday, join me as I share the ins and outs of that quilt life. If you don't have a sewing machine, have no idea how much fabric you need, or you're just trying to figure out where the heck to stick that bobbin, this is the podcast for you. Welcome to episode four of the Stop Scrolling, Start Sewing podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gilbert, and on today's episode, we're talking all things face masks and the new normal. But first, a quick word from today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by a little freebie I've created for you to take the guesswork out of buying your first sewing machine. Head on over to themodernquiltercircle.com slash new machine to get your buyer's guide today. Okay, guys, let's get sewing. On today's episode, we're talking face masks. So obviously, face masks has been quite the trending topic since COVID-19 had started taking over our lives here in the States. Um, It has created a little bit of a victory garden movement where people all over the country are volunteering their time and their supplies to creating face masks to send to essential workers and to share with their family members and friends. Um, If you want to hear a little bit more about that little phenomenon and what I think about it, head on over to last week's Facebook Live that I did on the Modern Quilter Circle Facebook page. Um, And you'll also get to hear a little bit about what it's currently doing to the sewing machine market. It's kind of nuts. So I definitely suggest if you have not watched that short little video, you head over there and do that because if I do say so myself, pretty interesting. So... So face masks. Hospitals are still recording shortages on face masks and really all protective gear. And I'm kind of loving what I'm seeing uh, out there with all sorts of people who are dusting off their machines and volunteering by creating face masks Um, and even surgical hats I've seen. Um, But what I really want to talk about is as the world begins to reopen how much we all really need face masks. So my husband and I have, my husband is like this weird construction material hoarder. Um, Like if you need a scrap of metal or a bolt, like I guarantee you Steve's got it. Um, But we also have these random boxes of N95 masks, both construction style and surgical. Why we have them, I don't know. But we've got them. So anytime that my husband and I have had to run out to go to the grocery store, because that's pretty much the only leaving the house that we're doing these days, we've grabbed one of those masks. And um, which is kind of silly. I mean, you would think I would have sewed masks for us by now, but I really haven't. Um, It's actually only been in the last week that I've started sewing face masks because Well, one, I just haven't had like the mental bandwidth up until this past week to really get into the face mask thing. Um, I have all three of my kids at home. I'm homeschooling my son, my oldest, and um, it is not as 
easy as I thought it was going to be. So shout out to all the teachers out there. You deserve a way better paycheck than you're currently getting because, oh, I cannot wait to send this kid back. Thankfully, New York has not called school yet. So let's knock on wood that they go back soon. Um, But I've been homeschooling. We're all working out of the house now. My husband has taken over my craft room as his personal office. It's just, there's a lot going on. And I'm sure most of you out there can relate that it is just, the new normal is very, very far from being normal. So it's taken me a little bit to get onto the face mask bandwagon. But a family member reached out to me saying that she really wanted um, face masks for her two small children. Um, And so I, you know, did a little Googling saw that kids weren't doing great with elastic bands, that kids were doing much better size-wise with the um, adjustable like crinkle front creased mask. So I went ahead and I created a bu- two of these face masks and I sent them over and I, I say I sent them over, but I didn't send them over. I drove them over to her house and we did a front porch exchange. Um, but... I did that and I was like, well, that was kind of easy. Why haven't I done that before? And because it really didn't take me much time. And then um, another family member reached out and was like, my whole family needs face masks. I heard you made them for, you know, my other family member. Can you make some for me too? And so now with her kids are a little bit older and she is a little bit more style conscious Um, and so I did some hunting around looking for a good face mask tutorial and there are a lot of them out there right now. Gotta say a lot of them stink. They either, I think, I think the big thing is that they are made for people who sew clothing. That is the big problem. So a lot of these sewing patterns are legitimately like print this thing out from your printer cut them out and then make your product. And if you have no idea what the heck is going on with a sewing pattern, that doesn't make sense. You're like, this doesn't fit with this. Am I supposed to? And then how many? And what am I supposed to do? It does. It just doesn't make sense. And a lot of these pa- patterns are one size fit all. And people's faces are not one size fits all. Oh my gosh. I was making one of these masks and... I did like a prototype before I started cranking out the ones that I really wanted. And I made this and I had my five-year-olds come and I was like, let me just see how this fits on your face. You guys, it looked like I had put one of my nursing bras on this kid's face. It was Seriously, it's the only thing I could think of to, to compare it to. The thing is freaking huge. You can't give that to a kid. So I did a ton of hunting around on the internet until I found what I consider to be the best pattern out there, it's still not the most user-friendly, but um, it's actually a really old pattern. I think it was originally put up um, in 2013. Um, And then since obviously COVID has gone crazy, they've gotten a lot of responses on this pattern. And so the original author has updated it with quite a few resources um, and adjustments And I think that 
if you take the time to really look through the pattern and pull together the, all the different resources and amendments that, that they've made, it's a really, really great robust pattern. So I kind of love it. But anyway, getting back to what I'm, I, I was originally saying about, because I digress, that's like name of the game here. So the world is going to reopen. We're all going to need face masks. And I started cranking out these face masks this week. Um, and I just started thinking like, you know, states down south are starting to reopen. I'm in New York. I think reopening for us is probably going to be um, a longer road than for most because of how large of a scale the pandemic has been here. But um you know, when I go out, I see people with bandanas over their face or their sweatshirt cinched real tight so that they cover their like nose and their mouth, like Kenny style, if you will. Um, and I get it for, I do get it. Like part of me is like, what is that doing? But you know what? Every little bit helps. And I totally get it. If you don't have an alternative, do something. And that's what these people are doing. And that's wonderful. But, um, you know, as our world reopens and we start going out more, we're going to need better alternatives to that. So it's not necessarily, making these face masks isn't necessarily anymore about, um, you know, helping restock the hospitals and making sure all of our essential workers are safe. But it's about us being able to go outside and live our everyday lives. Um, and there's a lot of great options out there, especially to make comfortable and reusable masks. And I think that that is so key is the reusability of them as well. Um, the pattern that I found, I actually has a adjustment so that it leaves a pocket open so that you can buy N95 filters and slide them inside the mask. So you're basically using the mask as a cover and then there's an N95 filter that goes inside. And then you just take the N95 filter out, throw the cover in the wash, comes out of the wash, put the filter back in and you're good to go. Fresh mask. And so I think that's amazing. Side note on that piece, I ordered those N95 filters from Amazon over a week ago and they still haven't shipped yet and I'm not expecting them to get here for about another two to three weeks so that's a bummer Amazon has trained me to expect things here in two days and this new cycle of Amazon is kind of killing me I know it's the most spoiled first world problem of all time but it's who I am and that's who Amazon has trained me to be at this point so a little frustrated about that um but I think that that is an excellent alternative to these reusable PPEs, face masks that honestly are impossible to get your hands on anyway at this point. Um, so I'm really, really looking forward to being able to hand out those filters. But the great thing is, and actually one of my family members who's a nurse shared this with me, and I was so excited when she told me because she knows that I'm, you know, I'm a quilt geek and I'm a sewing machine geek and I love all the things. So she sent me a um, infographic about the breakdown of fabrics for um, protective facial coverings that they're kind of circulating out there within her community. And quilting cotton when put two layers it protects something like 80 percent of 
bacterial and viral um, transmission. So is it as good as an N95? No, but the only things better on the market are N95. So even without the filter, you're doing pretty darn darn okay with with this face covering, especially when you make these masks that are well-shaped to your face. Um, so I really want you to do that. I am going to put links to this sewing machine, this sewing machine pattern, this face mask pattern on the show notes of this episode. It really is excellent. I will say, like I said before, there's a lot of amendments. You do have to read the whole thing. Um, and there's also a video. And honestly, like I am pretty darn good with sewing machine patterns. I had to read this a couple times and watch the video before it like clicked. Um, simply because the original is like, you'll click all over it. There's like little links like, print out the appropriate sewing pattern. So you click the link and it just takes you to the printout and you're like, okay, but what am I supposed to do with these two horns? Because that's what it looks like you printed out, these two horns and they're not even the same shape. And you're like, but I thought I was going to have a liner and it's like a whole thing. But once you watch the video, you'll understand exactly what they mean. Um, And there's a lot of great modifications. So with the same pattern, you can make ones with elastic tie, with shoestring tie, with pockets for the N95 filters, with wires for the nose guard. Um, You can make toddler-sized, kid-sized, teen and woman-sized, and adult male-sized, all from these patterns. There's four different sizes, which is huge because I just cannot, my kids are 18 months, three, and five. And not that we're going out gallivanting because those poor kids have not seen anything outside of our backyard in God knows how long. But I want to know that I can make something that's comfortable and works for them when I need it. And now I can, thanks to this pattern. So I'm kind of obsessed with it. I've been cranking them out. I actually have a set going out to my cousin this afternoon. And I think I'm going to start, um, you know, telling people in my local community that I can get make them for them as well. I want everybody to be safe. I want everybody to be comfortable. And that is my little bit of contribution. I do wish I had started earlier, but it is what it is. I was just trying to make sure that me and my family were as healthy, safe, and sane as possible. And now that we're kind of at a new equilibrium, I can now assist others, which is pretty exciting. I love, I love helping. So Another reason why I want you to start making these face masks, again, this is all about my selfish need to make everybody into a sewer and a quilter because I just want more of my peeps out there, but it's going to help you hone so many new skills. So if you listened to my last episode, Nicole Unplugged, it was episode three, um, you can catch up at themodernquiltercircle.com slash episode dash three if you haven't heard it yet. It's uh, just me rambling about myself and you can kind of learn a little bit more about me. But um, one of the questions that I was asked was what is something that you're not really into? And while I did talk mainly about paper piecing in that, I also said, you know, applique is not my jam. I don't like applique. I don't like the look of applique. I don't particularly like doing applique. It's just not, it's not my thing. But because I don't do applique, I also very rarely work with curves with my sewing. 
And this sewing machine pattern, this face mask pattern for, for the sewing machine, um, it's not a crinkle front. It is a form fitted. It's very nice, honestly. It just sounds so odd. The things that we say now that we never thought we would say, it's a really nicely designed face mask. Um, but it does have curves so that it allows for it, for it to sit neatly across the bridge of your nose and across your cheeks. But in order to make those curves and have it sit nicely when you turn it inside out, you have to know how to work curves. And I had to brush up on that a little bit, not because it's some incredibly difficult thing. It's not. It's legitimately just like cutting notches in specific parts of the curves. But because I don't do it, it's like not, it's not second nature to me. So I had to, I had to Google it and see what, what I was, what I was doing. And I was like, oh, hey, I got to do that. And then I found myself Googling something else. I found myself Googling um, how to use mixed media because I'm using these elastic straps and I want to sew the elastic straps in. But for comfort's sake, elastic straps that go around your ears are usually only about an eighth of an inch thick. The quarter inch ones actually rub and are really uncomfortable. So I have eighth of an inch thick elastic to make for the loops for the ears. But sewing something that that's, that's that narrow onto the and that's not stiff it's real it's real flexible um it's difficult it's i mean it's not difficult it's not the hardest thing i ever did or anything but it is not easy it very easily gets sucked down into your feed dogs or into your bobbin case and it's it it's a mess and i know it's a mess because on my poor brother-in-law's mask i sucked his mask into my bobbin feed like three times doing these dang elastics it really ticked me off um, so I had to Google it and I was like, oh, that's right. So a lot of it is just like honing new skills. And that's something that I love about sewing is I know a lot of people who are sewers. I know a lot of people are hobby sewers. I know people who are like Etsy market sewers. I know people who are just like holiday gift sewers, but Everybody has a different wheelhouse. Some people make the things. They they make bags. They make pot holders. They make things, you know? There's the people that make quilts like me. There's the people who make clothes, which, oh my gosh, I want to be one of you one day. But just the idea of cutting up silk and trying to sew it together just makes my head hurt. Um, and using patterns and on that scale just makes my head hurt. Um, but everybody's got a different set of skills. And so with making these face masks... I was kind of reconnecting with all new skills. Like, how cool is that? Speaking of patterns, reading those dang patterns. I'm used to patterns that are written out. They're like three pages long. There's a bunch of weird abbreviations that most people wouldn't understand that, you know, innately I now get because I've just memorized them. And um, if you quilt... You know what I'm talking about. If you don't quilt, don't worry. You can learn. I would love to teach you. But that's the kind of pattern I'm used to. This kind of pattern is more aligned or akin with a clothing pattern. So you're going to print something out. You're going to cut it out. You're going to trace it onto your fabric. You're going to cut that out. And all of the directions are printed right inside that little piece of paper that you just cut out. And so... It doesn't feel like enough directions. 
And it's because, you know, where they have dashed lines, you're supposed to know a dashed line is a seam or a dashed line is a fold. You see, I still am not 100% sure. I'm probably going to have to Google it next time I do it. It's just like you do three in a row and now you know how to do it. Um, But there's all sorts of those things like this is the seam allowance line. This is the fold line. This is a crease line, you know, and there's all those types of things that you just you have to pick up and memorize and learn. So I loved making these face masks because it was slightly outside of my wheelhouse. I was top stitching everything. I love top stitching. It looks so pretty. Oh my gosh, I love that finished look. I never really have to top stitch in quilting. I mean, sometimes I use a quilt pattern, like the actual quilting portion of of the sewing I do in like a quarter inch to each side of the ditch and and... I get kind of a top stitch feel, but man, top stitching a project, it's really, really satisfying. So I did that. Um, And I just wanted to kind of share that because I love learning new things. That's, that's my jam. And I'm a bit of a nerd, as you probably all could already tell. And I am so excited right now that like, like three years ago, hell, like three months ago, I mentioned quilting to some of my family members and they're like, uh, what? Why? And they're like, you know, there's the side granny comment and, you know, I've, you know, been made fun of at Thanksgiving because I'm sitting on a couch with like knitting needles. Like that's just who I am. Like I, I guess I gravitate towards these things that some of my peers think are more elderly than I am. Um, but... I love it. And so I'm getting really excited seeing all of these people doing all of this sewing. And I want you to know that I am here and I'm always here to answer questions and I'm always here to help. And if you don't want to do this yourself, like please send me an email at contact at themodernquiltercircle.com or you can even head on over to themodernquiltercircle.com Um, and you will see a link if you want to ask if you can order face masks from me. I would love to make them for you. Like legit, I would love to make them for you. Um, So please just reach out to me. Let's make this circle feel a little bit smaller. Um, And yeah, I'm just super stoked that you're here. So yet another episode of me rambling about what I'm just obsessed with these days But if you wish you had a few more skills around a sewing machine, don't worry, I've got you covered. If you head on over to themodernquiltercircle.com slash the academy, you can get a sneak peek of what I'm working on. I think and hope that you're going to love it. And there you have it, folks. You've just finished another episode of the Modern Quilter Circle. Thanks for hanging out with me. Make sure you never miss an episode by hitting subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't forget, folks, it's time to stop scrolling and start sewing.